You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily Florida State Seminoles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGahee III, Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, Florida State's got two games left to basically save its football season. They play number 22 Boston College on Saturday and then in the season as always with rival Florida. Both games are in Tallahassee and uh, we're going to get into uh, what Florida State needs to do to get a win on Saturday because it's you know, it's with the way the season's gone, it's looking unlikely that Florida State will make their 37th straight bowl game. And what you know, we'll talk about what Florida State needs to do to get a win, and what happens if uh, if they don't beat Boston College uh, ahead of the Florida game and end up with seven losses for the first time since well, first time since 1975. So, Florida State's got um, Florida State's got a lot of work ahead of it this week. And starting off, the the first thing that Florida State's going to have to do is is stop the run. Um, you know, against Notre Dame, Florida State gave up 365 yards rushing. I mean, Notre Dame ran up and down the field. Florida State couldn't stop them at all. I mean, they had multiple big plays. It was it was a really rough showing from the Seminoles as far as the run defense goes. It was the second straight rough showing for Florida State in the in that fashion. Um, North Carolina State ran for 177 yards, and obviously Notre Dame ran for 365. It was a, it was very very rough, um, watching Florida State struggle to really do anything when it came to, to stopping the run. Florida, um, Notre Dame, like Dexter Williams ran for 202 yards on 20 carries. He averaged 10.1 yards per carry. That's, that's insane. Um, that shouldn't happen. It, you know, I mean, it it, sh- it shouldn't ever come to that when, when, I mean, your Florida State's a power five football team. Yeah, I know this year's been down, but Florida State allowed a running back to run for 10 yards per carry on 20 carries. He ended up with 202 yards. I mean, it was, um, it was abysmal. And then you've got to, <laughs> here it comes, A.J. Dillon. Now, he's not been a healthy A.J. Dillon this year. He, you know, really struggled against Clemson, but everybody struggles to run against Clemson. I mean, he had 16 carries for 39 yards um, against Virginia Tech. He averaged four yards a carry against Miami. He averaged 4.7. I mean, he's basically in, he's been held to under five yards a carry in almost every game except for Temple, Wake Forest, and Holy Cross. I mean, he averaged 25 yards per carry against Holy Cross with three touchdowns, and that's inflating his stats a little bit, but. I mean, he's he's still producing. Um, I mean, against Wake Forest, he had 185 yards. Temple, he had 161. Miami had 149. He missed two games. Uh, he's he's not been the you know dynamic back that we we saw last year, but he's still an excellent running back. He is uh he has 936 yards and eight touchdowns this season. He's still a very uh, potent threat on the ground, even when he's not completely healthy. And Florida State over the past couple of weeks has proven that they can't stop the run. Last year, Boston College absolutely just hammered Florida State 35-3. to And they just physically beat them down up front. Um, Boston College was able to do whatever they want on Florida State's defense. They just ran right through them. Florida State quit in that game. I mean, Boston College and A.J. Dillon made them quit. 
uh, they just beat them into the ground, and it was, I mean, it was a complete and total beatdown. I mean, that was really the final the final nail in the coffin for, the, you know, Jimbo Fisher's tenure here at Florida State. He really didn't do much, uh, much of anything after that, after that point. Um, but it was a, you know, that, that game was a really rough showing, and I expect Boston College to come out and try and do it again because that's what Boston College does. They're going to run right down, uh, right down your throat, and they're going to make you stop it. And right now, Florida State's not really stopping anybody uh, when it comes to stopping the run. So, <coughs> excuse me, Florida State's got a uh, Florida State's got a pretty tall task ahead of it on Saturday. And if they can't stop the run, this game's going to this game could get out of hand. Um, you know, if Florida State's Boston College hasn't exactly been the best team on defense this season. They've given up uh they give up 34 to Wake, they gave up 35 to Temple, they gave up I mean, they gave up 21 to Virginia Tech. I, they've been actually they've been improved. Um I just I remember seeing earlier in the year that they were just giving up a ton of points, but it seems like they've really um picked it up in the second half. Uh, 20 uh 28 to NC State, 20 to Louisville, 14 to Miami, 21 to Virginia Tech and then 27 to Clemson. You know, the, that's 27 points to Clemson, but that's a high-powered offense and not really surprising. Um, or I guess it is surprising that they held them to uh, that that few few yards. But Florida State's going to have to come out and they're going to have to find a way to put points on the board. And right now, that's just uh, you know that's a struggle for Florida State. The last two games with quarterback DeAndre Francois. You know, Florida State's put up a combined 23 points. Now, albeit those are against two of the best teams in the country. Uh, he, you know, Florida State did put up 38 against Wake Forest with Francois at the helm. He won ACC Quarterback of the Week honors for that week. Um, and he, you know, looked the best he'd looked all season. But he really, he didn't look good against Clemson. He didn't look good against Notre Dame. And, you know, Florida State's going to have to find a way to move the football. Um, Florida State did look better on the ground against against Notre Dame. You know, Cam Akers averaged five yards a carry, which is obviously still not great. But considering what he averaged coming into that game, it's, I mean, it was a major step forward. He had 12 carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. He did have the one fumble, but if you go back and look at it, it didn't look like the uh, the handoff was clean, uh, clean from DeAndre. DeAndre kind of pulls his hand out at the last second, and then a uh, Notre Dame player gets his hand in there right after. So it was jostling a little bit at that point. So, I mean... It wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't DeAndre's fault. It probably was more on Cam. He still got to secure that, but it wasn't the cleanest handoff at that point. Um, Acres did uh, did take some snaps in the wild cam. You know, we finally saw it again, but um, and he scored a touchdown off of it, made a guy miss. But I mean, he he looked much better running the football against Notre Dame than really he had all season um, outside of the Wake Forest game where he had two big plays. Yeah, he was uh he was getting upfield, so maybe Florida State can find uh find some success on the ground. Boston College has only given up uh just over three and a half yards on on the ground to FBS opponents this year, giving up fifteen rushing touchdowns and they're averaging allowing hundred and forty four yards rushing per game. Florida State, I don't believe, has reached hundred and forty four yards rushing on the ground in any game this season. Um, against uh, power five opponents, so uh, it's it's going to be tough for uh, for the Seminoles to do to get to that mark. Yeah, 
Florida State's, uh, the closest they came was 132 yards against Wake Forest. And, um, you know, Cam Akers, no Florida State running back or any Florida State player has rushed for more than 100 yards this season. It's been a real tough go, go of it on the ground for the Seminoles. And basically, Florida State's got to stop the run. They've got to, they're going to have to run the football. Um, you know, Boston College has been very good against the pass this season. They've got 13 interceptions, 13 touchdowns allowed. And opponents are averaging just 6.4 yards per attempt. That's against FBS opponents. I'm not including FCS opponents. But, um, yeah, they've got 13. They've got 15 total interceptions this year. They've allowed 13 total touchdowns. But it's, I mean, it's been it's been very impressive, their ability to uh, to make quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks pay for their mistakes. They're plus 10 in the turnover margin. They've only lost 13 turnovers. They have 23 total. So, you know, Boston College is a well-coached team. I'm a big fan of Steve Bedazio. I think he does a great job. And we'll have to wait and see, you know, just uh, how well they play on the defensive side of the ball. But I do uh, I do have a lot of respect for what Steve Bedazio has been able to do with the Boston College program. I know they lost to Clemson last week, but they've been very, very good this season. So Florida State's going to have a tough task ahead of it. They've not been, you know, Florida State's been one of the worst teams in the country as far as turnover margin. It's, um, you know, Boston College is plus 10. Florida State is, one second, I'm looking it up. Florida State is negative 8. So this is a game where Florida State's going to have to avoid the turnovers, which they really haven't done all season. And, you know, they're going to have to find a way to get some. I mean, this is going to be a very tough game for Florida State to win, especially if Boston College can get to get things going on the ground. So we'll have, we'll have to wait and see what ha- uh, what happens on Saturday. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about, you know, what happens if Florida State doesn't get to win. And in the final segment, we'll talk about what happens if Florida State does get to win. The reason I'm talking about the uh, the Boston College, what happens if Florida State doesn't win first is because I think that's the more likely scenario at this point. There's nothing pointing to Florida State being able to pull out a win against Boston College or really any any tough team that they've played this year. It's been, um, it's been a struggle. I mean, their four wins are against Samford, Northern Illinois, Wake Forest, and Louisville. All of which are, I don't want to say Northern Illinois is a is a winning football team. The rest of them are not. So there's there's some kind of a, there's some common themes there. But we'll get into that in the second segment. But before we do, are you sick and tired of paying for twenty channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Thirty dollars a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network. The ACC Network will probably be on it when it comes out next year, and many, many more sports channels. So, But there are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live college football, pro football, NBA, MLB, all the games that you love just better than cable. So sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So don't miss out on the next big game just because you're still fighting with, ch- oh, with cable. Check out Sling, uh, Sling TV. Thanks for sticking with me. As we head into this second segment, we're going to talk about what happens if Florida State is not able to beat Boston College. Um, Obviously, that means Florida State is not going bowling. That means the 36-year bowl streak will end. It means the 41-year streak of Florida State coming out with a winning record 
is going to come to an end. It will also mean that Florida State will have its worst ACC record in program history since joining the conference in 1992. So there's a lot on the line this week for Florida State. Um, you know, Boston College is ranked. Florida State has not played particularly well of late. They can't stop the run. They can't, you know, there's really no indication that Florida State's going to be able to to stop Boston College and, and, and get the win uh, at this point, you know, that with, just with the way they've played over the last three games. So Florida State's, if, if that happens, everything turns into Florida. The, the, there's one game left in the season. There's no bowl game to look forward to. Florida State would be playing to beat Florida and keep that streak alive. You know, Florida State hasn't lost to Florida since 2012. This would be a sixth straight victory for the Seminoles if Florida State could get to beat Florida. So that's another streak that's still alive that Florida State still has left to play for. But that would be the only thing left to play for this season. It would be they would be playing for pride. They would be playing to uh, to beat an in-state rival. So, but if if Florida State isn't able to beat Boston College, and it really depends on how they look. If they can, if they struggle to stop the run again. You know, the the Heat is really going to turn up on Willie Taggart to make more changes this offseason. Um, defense coordinator Harlan Barnett, I thought, did a really good job in the first half of the year. And then the defense got worn down. Um, but there just haven't been the adjustments that, you know, really needed to be made. Willie Taggart said on Monday that he didn't feel like Florida State did um, did well enough scheme-wise to stop the uh, to stop the Notre Dame run. He's, you know, he, he talked about the adjustments that were being made at halftime um, after the game about about why the Florida State safeties were still locked in one-on-one in the first half after they'd given up two touchdowns against Clemson, I believe two touchdowns against NC State, and then three touchdowns in the first half of Notre Dame, and then they finally switched the zone. Um, he complained earlier this year, Wake Forest, you know, Willie Tiger did, about, you know, about Barnett not getting are continuing to substitute players when Wake Forest is trying to run as fast as possible, even after incompletions and stuff like that. And he had to go over and tell him to stop. So, you know, I, I, Willie Taggart may have laid the groundwork there. Um, but if, if Florida State comes out and they're not able to stop the run, Boston College puts up, you know, a ridiculous amount of points. Say, you know, Boston College puts up like 35, like they did last year. Florida State would still be on pace to have the worst defensive um the worst defense in program history uh, at that point. Right now, if Florida State holds Florida and Boston College to 55 points or less, they will not be the worst program in um, in program history or worst defense in program history. That's total, 55 total points, 27.5 points per game. So if Boston College gets to, gets to 35, then Florida State's going to have to hold Florida to 20 in order for that to happen. So... Yeah, if if the Florida State defense continues to struggle, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Florida what you know Willie Taggart does on the defensive side of the ball as far as coaching changes in the offseason. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to fire Harlan Barnett. I'm not saying he should fire him. I'm saying that the questions are going to have to be asked um, at that point because you know the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, there's um you know the linebacker situation is not great. The the secondary situation, the lack of depth there and the injuries that they've suffered and all of that, a whole bunch of stuff plays into it. I'm just saying that the conversation is probably going to have to be had at that point. I'm not saying he should fire Harlan Barnett. That's just don't, 
you know, misconstrue that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the conversation is going to have to be had at that point because it's, I mean, the, at, at the end of the day, Barnett's job is, is to keep points off the board, no matter where he's got, you know, where Florida State's offense or special teams put, to, put the opposing offense on the field. His job is to keep the points off the board, and right now Florida State's not doing that at a record level. Um, offensively, if Florida State continues to struggle again, uh, I mean, what, what changes are we going to see? Um, Willie Taggart has always already said that DeAndre Francois be starting quarterback for the rest of the season, which, okay. Um, you know, the offensive line is, is going to be an issue. Cole Minshew was not out there again at practice today, so Florida State's offensive line isn't going to get any better. Um, in this game, Jawan Williams is still starting at right tackle, which is n- not a good option. Um, he played better than he had at earlier this season, but it was still not a very good showing from him after going back and watching some of the plays. It was, uh, you know, he, he was still getting blown off the ball. So it wasn't a great showing from him, but, you know, Florida State's wide receivers, you know, they had a case of the dropsies against Notre Dame, didn't help DeAndre Francois at all. But, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see if that picks up. But there's, you know, at, at this point, co- change, coaching changes are going to be made. And, you know, what happens over the final two games is only going to really move that forward, I guess I should say. M- move it forward. Like, I, I do expect changes to be made. I'm not sure what changes are going to be made, except for I, I, I do believe that Alonzo Hampton will not be the special teams coach next year. Um... But I don't know what other changes are going to be made, and at that point we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But if Florida State continues to play like it has the last three games, um, you know we we might see significant changes to Willie Taggart's coaching staff. We'll just have to wait and see what those are. Um, but Florida State plays Boston College at three thirty on Saturday. The game's on ESPN two. We'll have you know I'll have all the coverage from that on Tallahassee.com, So make sure to check that out. And then we'll also be back on Monday. Um, to uh, to break down to break down that game, but that'll do it for this segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. We'll be back talking about what happens if Florida State does get a win, and does that change anything? Especially, you know what it what it does for Florida State's game against Florida. So we'll be talking about that in the final segment of today's podcast. And I hope you've enjoyed this part of the podcast so far. We'll get to that uh, third segment in just a second. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this third and final segment of today's Locked On Seminoles podcast. And what happens if Florida State beats Boston College? Maybe Florida State, you know, maybe Florida State comes out, the defense steps up, they play like they had the first uh, first eight weeks of the season or seven weeks of the season against the run. They stop it, and Florida State finds uh, finds a way to get a win against a ranked team at home. You know, if if that happens. There's going to be a ton of pressure on Willie Taggart. It, it, it's a, I mean, that's obviously a good thing. You want, you know, I mean, if you're a Florida State fan, player, coach, you obviously want to win the Boston College game. But if that happens, that's going to put so much pressure on Willie Taggart to beat Florida. Um, you know, if if he isn't able to, I mean, he would have lost. He would have blown a 20 point lead to Miami, had a 49 point home loss to. To Clemson, the worst home loss in program history, lost the bowl streak, lost the Florida streak, and lost to every single one of his rivals in his first year. Um, you know, to avoid that, he has to beat Florida. But 
that's obviously jumping ahead, but if if Florida State does manage to beat Boston College, you know, Florida State's there's going to be so much pressure on Willie to win this game. You know, Florida hasn't looked great this year. I mean, I watched them in the South Carolina game. They're not a good football team. They're not I mean, their the record is I think 8 and or 7 and 3 at this point. I don't believe that they're as good as the record indicates after watching them. I think they've gotten away with with a couple of wins that they shouldn't have. Um they still really can't throw the football. They can they can run the football, which is if right now Florida State's biggest weakness is they can't run the football or they can't stop the run. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see if if Florida State can make the adjustments against Boston College. If Florida State does make the adjustments against Boston College and stops the run, then things might set up favorably for uh, for the Florida game. But if you know if if they don't stop the run and they still find a way to win, you're going to have to be very concerned about. Florida State's ability to stop Florida's running game, which has been very, very good this season. Um, but obviously, if if Boston, if Florida State manages to beat Boston College, that puts the bowl streak still uh, still on the line. It puts, yeah, it, it basically forty years of history in the program on the line. And the players have come out and they've talked about how important getting you know getting back to a bowl game is and. And just what it means for the program. And Coach Taggart's talked, you know, has spoken to the team for a few weeks now about just how important it is to get to that those six wins. And you know, if you're if you're Florida State, you've you know, the bowl streak is something that really defines this program. I mean, it's the longest bowl streak in the history of college football at 36 years. The Florida State's finished with a winning record every year. Since 1976, Bobby's first year. I, to, breaking that, I mean, it's it's a part of the program at this point. You know, I've never been a, I've never, I haven't been alive for a season where Florida State hasn't had a winning record and hasn't won a bowl game. Like that's that's how long it's been. So, it's it. I mean, it's going to put a ton of pressure on Willie Taggart. He's already under a ton of pressure. Um, because he could obviously lose the bowl streak this week against Boston College, but if they somehow manage to beat the Eagles, um, it's really going to amp up the pressure just because of how much that game already means to everyone in this fan base. Um, I'm of the firm opinion that the Florida rivalry is the most important rivalry um, for Florida State. I grew up that way. You know, my dad likes to uh, likes to talk about the 1970. 73, 72 and 73 seasons where Florida State went like 0 and, or 23 over over two seasons. I can't remember which exact years it was. Um, but he, he talks about sitting in that stadium watching Florida still passing up, like up 49 to nothing. Um, you know, and just how much, how much he dislikes the University of Florida. And just going back in all the history, I firmly believe that Florida is the most important rivalry for Florida State. And... Um, you know, winning that game is obviously huge. Now, in, you know, it's it's huge regardless. But if Florida State manages to beat Boston College, it's obviously you know, it's one of the bigger games in the recent memory of the rivalry, just because for Florida State because Florida you know has been pretty awful for the past few years, um, and obviously the difference is you know not going to a bowl game or extending the you know, longest streak in college football history. So 
Florida State's got a tough task ahead of it this Saturday, and if they manage to win, it's got an even tougher task ahead of it the following Saturday. It's going to be a it's going to be an interesting final two weeks of college football of the, of the college football regular season for Florida State, and we're gonna we'll be here to why, see how it all plays out. I hope uh, you've enjoyed this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. If you did, make sure to like, favorite, share, do whatever it is you do on your favorite podcast site to let you know when the next one's coming out. And make sure to tell any of your friends that are Florida State fans about the podcast. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me since I started this up. And uh, we're going to finish out the season strong. So that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. Have a wonderful day.